Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 32 of season 11. This is episode number 408 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, do not seek the treasure. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. That's actually topical because the Blues are not seeking the treasure this season. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. And don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. Also, we had some uh, people buy our uh, stickers that are still for sale on the site, so check those out as well. Some uh, stag beer parody uh, stickers, stag beer parody, stag beer blues hockey mashup stickers. I'll say, not parody, parody, not parody, not no mashup, mashup, yeah. honoring, honoring. Yeah, it's a mashup. Yes, yes. The former blues sponsor back in the day, stag beer. Way back in the way day. back in the day. Uh, it is Tuesday, April 11th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle, as always, on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day. Uh, Austin Lynch is, uh, producer Austin Lynch is in the background uh, running the show. Uh, on remote running the rem- show. Remotely running the show from, where is he? Where is he at right now? Kansas City? South Padre Island. South Padre Island. <laughs> I was close. I was very yeah, close. Only off by about 500 miles yeah, or so. Very close. It's Kansas City, South Padre Island. You know, if you if you were to wake up in one of those places, you would not be able to tell you where you are. I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Ponder is on assignment in Cambodia scouting podcast microphones for producer Austin. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about the uh, Blues roster moves. Got a couple to talk about. A couple players getting sent down and a few players getting called up. Uh, Sammy Belay was nominated for the Masterton Trophy. 
That's hard to say. Master Ten Trophy. It sounds like I'm saying it wrong. I sound, I sound like Wait. I'm making fun of somebody else saying it wrong. Master Ten Trophy. It's it's one of those things that you have to say deliberately. Yes. Yes. And everybody knows you're saying it deliberately. Right. Yeah. I want to say Masterson so bad. Right. Because that just feels better coming off the top. They shouldn't name trophies after people who have weird last names. Yeah. You know, they, they, they could rename it the Hillary Clinton trophy, you know, or no, not, that, sorry, not, not Hillary Clinton, over. um, not Hillary, Hillary Clinton, um, um, what's her name? Um, yet still she persisted because that's what it's about, right? Perseverance. Oh yes. Right. Um, God, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, Elizabeth I, I, Warren. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just to make it political. Right. Well, with, <laughs> right off the, with the political the uh, discourse in this nation right now, I'm thinking naming anything after a political figure is probably just a bad idea. You're going to piss off half the people. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, the Blues come up short versus the Minnesota Wild. Uh, no goalie fights. And uh, Quinnipiac beats the Minnesota Golden Gophers in overtime to win the NCAA Men's Hockey Championship. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Our condolences to uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, Blues prospect. Uh, and mm. more on this exciting episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Bill, how you been, sir? Uh, you know, um, working, working, uh, working. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to see the season come to a close, so... You know, happy to happy. Have you seen? We can have some resolution. Have you seen the title of the of the YouTube show? What I call it? Not, not. I think everyone is ready for the St. Louis Blues season to be over. <laughs> That's yes. what it's called. <laughs> I, I I I did not see that before this, and I agree with that so wholeheartedly. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm, I'm definitely ready. Yeah, um, and it's not. It's a shame because you know I think. A lot of people were hopeful this team would be a playoff team. Uh, a lot of people yeah. were picking them to be, you know, at worst a fringe team, right? Yeah. So, well, that's, yeah, I, I think we, you know, before we do the, the um, season wrap up show next week, we need to go back, and revisit our uh, season prediction show so that we can totally, totally rag on ourselves. Yeah, mine's not going to fare well. I, I think I picked the Blues to finish second or third in the division. The, this. I, it, think i said second wild card you might so have you might would, have uh, price is right rules i win <laughs> i don't know everyone overbid i think on the blues <laughs> yeah I, I guess so closest without going over and we all went over right yeah so we all get to pick again hey that's the rule price is right rules we all get to go again mm, there's a little no, bit of time i i think the next the next thing we have to predict is where do we draft yeah, uh, well, yeah, well, that's just a shot. That's just a guess. I mean, well, I guess based on odds. Um, we're, we could finish anywhere, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because um, the Blues did uh, clinch uh, a lottery spot, which was exciting, uh, last night. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, we can finish, like, eighth is the uh, lowest we can finish. Um, so that would be nice. Get like a what three and a half percent or four percent chance at Bedard, whatever it would be. Uh, official beers of episode number four hundred eight. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. 
My handle is at CPRICE12. Jeff's is at JPonder94. Bill's is at BillyBlueNote33. And uh, Austin's, I think you can, uh, he's got an account over at the the, uh, Kool-Aid site where you can follow follow which Kool-Aid flavor he's, he's drinking this week. Yeah, I think it's black cherry. Black cherry. Ooh, that's a good one. Black cherry. <laughs> was your favorite was black cherry? Black cherry uh, Kool-Aid? Um, no, mine was grape. Okay, okay. I was never a, a – I, mean, I liked grape, but I was, it was never my go-to. I was like an orange guy. I was pretty pretty plain. Just straight on orange. Yeah. No. I, I could do the whole Brian Regan bit, but no. yeah. <laughs> I, those those were my two favorites. Uh, it's but. okay because grape's favorite anyway. Um, <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you, uh, drinking, Bill? Mm, um, I am, I am drinking, I'm having, if you will, a proper pour, a proper pour from Boulevard Imperial Stout that tastes like red wine because it was aged in red wine barrels. It's pretty interesting. Pretty good. I have, I, the aged in red wine barrel beer has been hit or miss for me i've it's it's i never know what i'm gonna get like if it's aged in a in a in a bourbon barrel chances are i'm gonna like it it's gonna be good mm-hmm. uh, for me personally it's just my opinion uh i have not found a lot of the red wine uh aged barrel beers uh i've been a huge fan of a couple but most of them was like yeah i'll go a different direction yeah, no, this, this, um, I, I can't remember the last one I had. I didn't like that much, but everything that Boulevard's put out in their limited release series, um, not the smokestack series, but their limited releases, everything they've put out this year, I've really enjoyed. Um, they, they've really, I think, got it down in, in terms of getting the right, the right flavor, the right uh, heaviness to the beer to match to whatever they're aging it in. And this, this is really good. Um, okay. I, I highly recommend it. What's it called again? Proper pour. Proper pour. Um, Austin just says, I'll be right back. How many times a show does he do that? I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Most like seven or eight times You're a show. Right. What can I, right. what if Bruce leaves a show? What, right. if we, what if there's an emergency? What if there's an right. emergency stat that we need? <laughs> He's gone. But but he's still able to tell us to f off. Yeah, he's he's he, grabbing a drink. He was grabbing a drink. He's, well, that's show. He's prep. grabbing blue Kool Aid. That's <laughs> yeah. What flavor Kool Aid or Gatorade you got there? He but, said blue. Is that a blue Kool Aid? Let's, let's let's bring in Austin. There we go. Hey Austin. Austin has really bad audio. Austin does have bad audio. I don't think it's the mic. I think it's your voice. Uh ooh. <laughs> ooh but I'm tis, a low blow. But I'm tis. Uh, low blow. Yeah, so uh, what's your, what lemonade you got there or what? <laughs> I actually went and just grabbed uh, a favorite of the show. Uh, a favorite of the Dr. show? Dr. Pepper Cherry. Dr. Pe- is it vanilla cherry, Dr. Pepper? Nah, it's just regular cherry. Don't they have it's vanilla cherry? sugar cherry. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper has a, so. is it a vanilla cherry? Don't they have like three? They do, they, they do have a vanilla have- cherry. It, they have a vanilla cherry, cream soda. Yeah, the was the dark berry. Which surprisingly goes really well with bourbon. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, enjoy Austin. Yeah, I will. And Austin, <laughs> Austin's coming to us uh, live 
from Kansas City. Kansas uh, City, Missouri. No, I was, was going to say it. It really does look like you are in the uh, the hotel room uh, where Llewellyn Moss uh, was uh, uh, executed in uh, No Country for Old Men. Could you so. have picked a like a worse spot to be for? There's like nothing behind you. Right. I guess it's so, better than. It's except, that. I'm in the hotel the... room with my dad, like just laying in the back. Room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what would you rather have? It you looks pay. like it, I mean call. it might be the video quality, but there's like nothing behind you, and that vent looks like it right. needs dusted like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Is it mm, and it just kicked on. Oh, nice! <laughs> Can't hear it though. Uh-huh. All right, noise and Good. air pollution. All right, we'll enjoy the asbestos. We'll, uh, we'll 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 check back in with you in a little bit. All right, All right. later. Okay. What you got? I got. I'm trying to. For some reason, there's a huge head on this beer, um, and I was pouring it like slow. I've got. Well, holding up the mug doesn't do a damn thing. It doesn't show you anything except show us the head. It does. Uh, since it is eh, almost the start of the blue summer, I got uh, Landon Kugel summer shandy. Nice. So I uh, I I I wanted to get three one twos lemonade shandy, which is my my favorite summer beer. Last year it was. So I was going to get some this year at the uh, Schnooks, and my God, it was it was expensive. And they were, I was like, yeah. ah, it was like ten yeah, fifty for it. a six pack of cans. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. dumb. you almost have to go with the the twelve pack. For yes, nineteen. And well, the twelve pack was on sale. It wasn't nineteen. It was like fifteen. Mm. Uh, much better deal. It's like five bucks more. You get twice as many cans, but they were out of it. So mm. I got the Line and Google. Yeah. No, I had. Um, I did my. Um, my first uh, grass cutting of the year on Saturday. And uh, to celebrate, I had a shower shandy and it was the last of my three, one, two was the strawberry lemonade. Oh, I have not, they they did have the multi-pack. The, I think it was strawberry and then there was lemonade and then there was another one. Grapefruit. Yeah. That might've been it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. Um, So, so yeah, I, I drank myself out of shandies um, that is going to be my thing this year. Um, after uh, after cutting the grass, having a shower shandy. <laughs> so I went and picked up some brewski. Oh, where'd you get brewski at? Uh, Friar Talk has it. Okay, good because I went to uh, Pete's and they didn't have any. They they used they had it at one point, uh, but they didn't. That's that's probably my favorite. Actually, now that I think right. about it, that was that's just they, that's like that's like drinking soda or almost yeah. better even. Yeah. So they they too have a strawberry lemonade version out this year. Huh. So okay. not just the uh, the ski flavor. And uh, that is Excel bottling. Is that correct? Yes. That does from, ski. Yeah. They don't. They from, don't like. Uh, but they don't bottle it or right here brew local. it. Yeah. No, look on the can because is it's it, it says it's somewhere else, like Pennsylvania or mm, something. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I don't know if they outsource it or something is done differently or what, but. I will have to. I'll check the can before I drink it. It could be a collab that they do with somebody else, a different brewery that you know they maybe they don't bottle the beer there. Maybe they just use the ski or whatever. Provide yeah, the ski, uh, I guess. I know Schlafly used to do most of their bottling up in Minneapolis years and years ago. Maybe that's where it's from, Minneapolis, Pennsylvania. Seems awful far away for a bottler. Yeah, I you know from St. Louis area. Right. Right. Uh the. Uh, with the Ottawa Senators win on Monday night, the Blues cannot catch them in the overall standings officially, and the Blues are officially in the NHL's draft lottery. 
this year uh, and guaranteed to have at least a 3% chance of winning the draft lottery, which uh, would mean they would draft a generational talent in Connor Bedard. It would not mean that they get an extra first-round pick, which some people seem to think what that means. By winning the lottery, you get another pick in addition to the pick in which you where you finish the standings. Then you get the overall first overall pick, too. That is not the way it works. No. That would be a no, neat it, way to do it, but no, that's not the way it works. Yeah, no. It, it, it's it's like you know, if you go to Randall's and you get, you know, you spend so much money, they give you raffle tickets to, to get you know, a chance to win. Uh, the right to buy something. You don't get the thing for free. <laughs> I, I saw that and I was like, I had never in my life personally uh, seen somebody that thought that that's what happened if you won the draft lottery. But sure enough, there was a handful of people in uh, a Twitter thread, I think it was, that thought that by winning the draft lottery. <laughs> you all right there? <laughs> Sorry, it uh, started laughing right at the wrong time. <laughs> that, ah, that wine damn. barrel aged uh, beer is uh, it's getting me. Can't handle it. You got to can't handle your liquor. Uh, the uh, dra- the NHL draft lottery this year is on Monday, May eighth at seven p.m. Eastern time. So uh, that would be six p.m. Central. So uh, and that's going to be uh, what's weird about that too is that it's during the playoffs, which I never really understood. I understand when you mm. when you uh, draft, you want to give time, teams time to formulate their draft strategy based on where they're they are on the standings and if they want to make any moves or anything and who they want to draft. But, yeah, I, you can't have the draft lottery a week after the season's over and then have the actual draft a month later. Maybe it's not enough time. I don't know. But it seems like if you, you could space this stuff out more in the offseason to – maintain some interest in NHL in the off season. I don't know. Yeah, so is that gonna fall like right at the beginning of the second round? May eighth? It's uh, like a segue into Well playoffs start next week, right? Or the, one of the rounds. This weekend? Yeah. Uh it, I, so then that would yeah. be the middle of the last game's Friday. April. So Yeah, so the middle of April it'd be, it'd be three weeks. So yeah it'd be second yeah. round. Yeah. Wouldn't be the beginning though. It'd be it'd be like the Middle, right? Middle or the tail end of the second round? First round, somebody's almost guaranteed to go seven two weeks. Games. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. middle of the second round. Something like that. Maybe. <clears throat> um, It's a very long shot that the Blues would win this uh, draft lottery, but it is something to root for. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Everyone's like, okay, it'd be fun to root for, but it's not going to happen. But can you imagine if they actually did win the draft lottery? And, right. and I, their one ball <laughs> came out or whatever it is that's in the is in the in the tube, in the ball in the hopper, I guess, uh, came out as number one pick. I would celebrate almost like they won the cup. I yeah. would be over the moon. That would be amazing. What year? What year did that happen? It was it, no. There, I'm thinking there was the year they had the snafu, and um, one of the balls popped out first, and it was the Rangers, and then they put it back in, and that ball came back out, and they got Alexi Lafreniere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I, it was something like that. Maybe that's why they don't do it live anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it, it totally felt rigged. 
Yeah, well, and the problem, people, I hate it when people say that it's rigged. And I'm like, it's not rigged. It's not fucking rigged. If it were rigged and it was found out that it was rigged, oh, my God. The the fallout from that would be you almost couldn't recover from that. I mean, the people, and there would be massive people. I mean, I'd be, I'd be a mess. Um, so I don't think people think that through and say it's, it's rigged. You know, oh well, they're going to give the number one pick to Chicago. You know, they all want. Everyone thinks Chicago is going to get it, regardless if they finish second last or last or whatever. Um, just because you know Kane and Taze leave, or well, Kane left, and then Taze is on the fence now. Maybe he gets resigned. Uh, I think maybe uh, he retires. Maybe he retires. I think Lazarus was was speculating that if if they wanted to bring him back and if he wanted to come back, he'd be all for them signing him for a year or so, a year or two. You know, just to just to mentor the younger kids and stuff. Um, which you know, if you if you but before the season, right? Didn't he say he wanted nothing to do with the rebuild? Which he's in the middle of. I don't know why he's still here. Uh, yeah, it's still there. Well, I mean, he's he's you know still dealing with the long COVID shit, yeah. right? But you know, he didn't he didn't have that before the season started, did he? He was he was fine before the season, I thought, mm-hmm. or was he? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I didn't pay enough attention to the Blackhawks because few do anymore. Shit, this year few do anymore. They're so bad, and they're gonna be bad for a while yet. They're not even. I mean, they're just like they're skin and bones. Yeah, right now they got a lot of picks coming up in the next few years. Um, but you know, it's gonna take time for that, those players to develop if they even pan out, you know, so we'll see, uh, and they, what the last time they were in the playoffs, I'm not counting the bubble, uh, 17, that was right. 17, right. Cause they, the blues eliminated them in six game, uh, seven games in 2016 and they got swept in 17 and the last playoff appearance for them was in the bubble, which doesn't count. They were terrible. Right. They, they shouldn't have made it. Right, um, them in Montreal and look, Montreal did pretty damn well. Yes. Well, no, it was the following year that Montreal made the, okay. the final. Right, um, and so the the Hawks have sucked since, I guess, getting swept in seventeen or the Blues since the Blues beat them. Actually, they haven't won a playoff game, uh, not counting the bubble. So uh, it's been seven years, kind of, and uh, it's going to be a few more, I think, probably before they make the playoffs. Maybe. So, 10 years. If they get Bedard. Yeah, well, they need more than Bedard. I mean, what else? They don't have goaltending. They've got one defenseman. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they are a long way off. They're a long way they, get, they get Bedard, they'll be able to get free agents there quickly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that would that would change the future a little bit. Maybe some guys would come, sure. Um, yeah, we'll see. I just, I just don't want them to... Uh, yeah, the lottery. Almost anybody but uh, Chicago for me to win the draft lottery. I think like the Stanley Cup this year for me. Anybody but Boston. That's where I am. But were you? You're. Uh, I know you hate Boston because uh, you're a Montreal guy. <laughs> mm. But yep. uh, but uh, so what team uh, is it for you? Anybody but who this year? Um, it's anybody but Boston. Okay. I that's, closely by Colorado. Oh yeah, me too. And if it were Colorado versus, I said this last week on the show, and I said to somebody else on Twitter, if it's Colorado versus Boston in the final, I am reluctantly rooting for Colorado. I don't want to. I hate Colorado. Yeah, 
but yeah, I, they're they're I, not I would, Boston. So yeah, I would I would love to see the Bruins get upset in the first round, going oh. in overconfident. Um, yeah, you know the the Penguins look like they did a pretty big favor. At least they were. They're playing Blackhawks and losing um, after the Islanders opened the door for them. So, um, why, why am I looking it up on my phone? I'm at a computer. <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, see, okay, so I always like to look at goaltending a little bit um, going into the playoffs. And uh, Olmark, his, he has two career NHL playoff games. And yeah. his save percentage is eight six zero, and his or save percentage is eight eight six zero, and his GA is four point one six. Now, he's had a, an amazing season, but playoffs are a different animal. So and so you, ne- I mean, yeah, he could continue the way he's playing, right? Uh, or There's no Tuka Rask, right? There's a lot of pressure on Boston this season too. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see, um, we'll see yeah. how he responds to that because goaltending is everything in the playoffs. Um, yeah. You can a goaltender, a goaltender on a on a heater can win a series all by himself, um, and a goaltender who is playing piss poor, <laughs> Roman Turk, um, can, can lose a series, a series all by, uh, all by, all by himself. himself. Sure. Yeah. So the, yeah. big, the most important position on the ice in the playoffs is the goalie. So um, I think I think all eyes. And you know what? I don't think anybody's going to mention that. Your your national guys. Your uh, uh, analysts, I don't think anybody's going to really touch on Olmark only having two games experience. I'm not even sure that's that's really a thing that's talked about as much anymore. As it, it used to be a thing all the time about playoff experience, playoff experience. Right. How much playoff experience do you have was a big deal, and uh, I don't think that's a th- as much of a thing anymore. No, I mean look what Jordan Bedding did. Yeah, right? well, like, true. We we got we got the best view of that. True. So, um, you know, I I, I think. Um, it it could definitely like if things go bad in the first game for them, there's so much more pressure on them. And you know, I, I think if if they come out and steamroll, um, looks like it'll probably be the Islanders because um, Chicago did beat Pittsburgh tonight. Um, so Islanders are closer, I think, to uh, that final spot. Um, uh, the league standings are. Uh... Columbus has uh, 57 points, Chicago 58. Right yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm saying Pittsburgh, that, that last spot oh, for the, the playoffs. The wild card, yeah. Uh, the, wild card, the, yeah. the Islanders are currently in the second yeah. wild card spot. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, Barely. Um, the Penguins had the chance to overtake them, but they shot the bed tonight. 5 to, 2 wait. home loss to Chicago. That is awful. Yeah. That is really bad. And the goals, the goals Jari gave up were not good. That is inexcusably bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that's. I could definitely see New York making a good series out of that. Everybody's expecting it. They can get in on Allmark early. Yeah, that'll be an interesting series. That said, that's what I want to happen. Boston's gonna go sixteen and zero in this playoff run. Uh, and I will hate life even more than I do now. <laughs> oh, anybody but Boston, please. Um, I don't care who was it. Who, uh, Ponder uh, said that uh, was it 
it was Ferrario. I think it was Ferrario uh, said on the some of the sports talk radio that he was rooting for Boston. I was like, what? <laughs> You're th- how? Uh, why? He goes, oh, I, I forgot what his reasoning was. Uh, something he on, to pick a winner. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't remember who it was on ESPN Sports, but somebody was it last season. They 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 were giving their picks for you know uh, individual NHL games, and they were always wrong. Is the predictions are awful? I'm not sure if it was the same guy or not, but I I can't see why anybody roots for Boston. That it's not a, already a Boston fan or or lives in Boston. It's just an easy team to hate. Anyway, yeah. it's not a yeah. Boston Bruins podcast. <laughs> and I, I hate them even more for uh, you know taking the uh, all-time wins record away from Montreal. So, yeah, well, and or the 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 season the the record for wins in a season, not right. all time. Oh, uh, Cardinals just uh, went up seven six in the ninth mm. on a home run by who was it? I don't know who it was. I can't tell. Say Jordan Walker. Say Jordan not, Walker. It was not Jordan Walker. Uh, did uh, he get a hit tonight? Crazy. I don't know. If they scored seven runs, I'm I would guess yes. Um they were up up in this game, then losing six to two, and now it's they're winning seven six. Crazy game. Uh the much anticipated part two. Oh, and Austin says uh yes, Walker extended his eleven hit streak. So that's a new major league baseball record. Congratulations, Mr. Walker. <clears throat> Oof. Uh, oh uh, surpassed God. Ted Williams. I believe Ted Williams had 10. I was half paying attention to what they were talking about today on the radio. Um, man. Jesus. So I just retweeted something. Um, did you see the save that Charlie Lingren made tonight for the Capitals against the Bruins? No. So the Bruins Bruins won the game. But, you know, with this. let's just admit it. This is a Bruins podcast tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Charlie Lindgren makes makes a save and dives out to try to smother the puck and loses his glove. Glove slides away from him. Bruins get possession back, send it back to the point. Big booming slap shot comes in, and he's without a glove. He makes you know gets over, gets in front of it. The puck bounds over to the corner where there's a wide open Bruin with an empty net. And Lindgren throws out his arm Ooh. that doesn't have the glove and makes the save. Oh, not in the hand though, right? Not in the hand. Oh my god! Just above it. <laughs> the man is crazy. <laughs> uh, it's a reaction thing, I'm sure, but holy crap! Oh yeah, my god! It is, it is insane. I've I've never seen anything like it. Gorman hit the home run. The Cardinals. <sighs> okay. Uh, so the much anticipated part two to the Minnesota St. Louis game which saw Bennington and Flurry almost fight in part one a couple weeks ago, was a bit of a flop. Um, I, even though the Blues played well for most of this game, um, Bennington started, Flurry did not. That was a disappointment. Uh, Robert Thomas played 18-12 in this game. Uh, he was returning after missing five games with an upper body injury. Uh, Philip Gustafson got the start in net from Minnesota, who figures to start for a while in the playoffs, I assume. Uh, he made 37 saves and helped Minnesota end a three-game losing streak. Uh, the Blues got on the board first as Sammy Belay deflected Justin Falk's shot through traffic at 5:19 in the first period, um, and then uh, Hartman, who uh, started the entire Donnybrook by running into Bennington the last time these two teams met, scored on a short-handed goal, uh, scored a short-handed goal uh, after poking the puck away from Verona, 
Then Bennington came rushing out of the net to beat uh, to beat Harbin to the puck or to try to, uh, and Dove slung his stick on the ice, uh, beat Hartman to the puck, missed the puck, uh, and giving Hartman an open net as both Hartman and the puck slid by Bennington. Uh, you have a problem with this challenge, uh, Bill, from Bennington on this play? Did you see this play? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <clears throat> I did. I was I was hoping to be able to work a segue in for Austin there. Okay. <laughs> I, I, but I first I have a very important question to ask. But yes. he's just you know he's a youngster, can't hold his wad. So um, the I did see the play, and it it was enough for me to not want to watch the rest of the game. Well, that and what happened what twenty seconds later, um, giving up a goal in this game, like two back back to back shorthanded goals created by Ryan Hartman was the exact opposite narrative that the blues needed in this game. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and it's so indicative of how the season's gone. Just exactly what you don't want to happen happens. You know, I'm almost glad that this game didn't mean anything because if, if this game was important for the blues and they, and, Ar- and Hartman did that again, I would be furious that they let him do that. I would be beside myself. If this was a game they needed to win to, I don't know, you know, to move ahead of Minnesota in the standings, for example, uh, I'd be furious. I'd be so yeah. pissed. Uh, but yeah, I'd say the game doesn't matter to the Blues aside from you know, uh, uh, lottery uh, positioning. So, uh, Justin Scott says, not sure where you guys are, but I'm going to restate what I said before. I believe in the team, and I truly believe if they fix their defense and get rid of Van Ryn, uh, they can be in the playoffs next year. Uh, I I agree with this completely. I think um, fixing the defense is the, is is hard though. <laughs> uh, well, the, personnel wise, if you can come up with a better strategy than the Blues employed, like giving up the front of the net for free, yeah, like leaving leaving uh, coverage to go yeah. to no coverage. <laughs> that's, yeah. That was that's that happens a lot, and that's weird. Yeah, um, bring in somebody who is pro shop block. Yeah, right. well, the, the Blues a, have not been pro, have have been anti shot block in the well, Van Ryan era. Well, that means you got to play Bertuzzo more because he blocks yeah. more shots. Keep him as a regular third pairing defenseman. Um, I, I, I I'm not sure if they can fix the defense at all. The only way to fix the defense, uh, and we've talked about this at length, is to fire Van Ryan. Is to to do something different on defense. Is to fire Van Ryan and to come up with a different strategy there. Uh, I know um, Berube has hinted about revisiting uh, their defensive strategy in the offseason, which has me a little bit concerned uh, that he's going to do that with Van Ryn, you know, um, as opposed to getting rid of him and bringing in somebody else. I, I, I So... We'll see what happens. Um, for some reason, I'm not confident they're going to fire Van Ryan. I don't know why. Um, because the writing should be on the wall. He should be gone. There's no reason. Last two seasons, this defense uh, has talented players, and they are they are objectively terrible uh, for the most part this season. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, if uh... – you know, if that's not, you know, one of the first things we hear, um, locker room clean out day this, you know, end of this week, uh, I'm going to be very disappointed. 
I, I think we'll have some some rage on the show next week amongst the three of us. <laughs> yeah, no, I well, I, I'm not. You're not going to hear rage from me until there until time passes to where it seems obvious that they're not going to replace him because they do need to do it right away. Right? You want to get a new guy in here pretty soon, um, and 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 start work on strategies for next season with the defense. But if if a, if a few weeks go by and Van Ryan is still here, it's like what's going on. So, yeah, I I mean I I don't know what Mac T brought to the the table this year, but nothing. You know, I I think Ott is a shoe in to return. Um, if if he doesn't get a head coaching job somewhere, um, but I'm say he's gone, you've got to get rid of. You know, you got to bring in a, a new, a fresh set of of guys to uh, you know to to back the bench. And yeah. you know, there's there's no end of no end of people. Hopefully, we don't just get some retreads. But yeah, it'd be nice to get a. I mean, I don't know. You don't want to go too crazy, but I, I'd be nice to get like oh, I don't know, the the Sheldon Keefe of assistant coaches, <laughs> right? Get a younger. Wow fresh face in there it'd be kind of it'd be kind of nice and refreshing like you said a retread right. is not necessarily a good idea it's not a not necessarily a bad idea either i mean it depends who you get um but right. one of, probably one of the better defensive guys out there um when vancouver um got rid of their coaching staff um Sergei gonchar he did wonders with uh penguins defense a couple of years ago okay. and uh now he's in vancouver um not cool gonna, gonna mentor uh, uh quinn hughes so um, it, it, somebody like that would have been great, um, you know. But you, you got to think at this point, it, it's it's you know at least to us, we've been preaching it for a long time, so it feels like a no brainer. Hopefully, hopefully the decision's made, even if it's mutual. Just do something new. Yeah. Um, Justin Scott says in the YouTube chat, the issue for me is it feels like an effort thing in some cases people leaving coverage is a mental mistake and i think they have talent on the blue line but it's not coming together i agree completely i think this defense has a lot of individual talent what the has a lot of individual talent here uh i've said this before it's just not working together and the system is not a good one for the personnel we have back there and jeff ponder has just joined us like rudely just butted in here Right, he got his suspension overturned. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, you're 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 back from Cambodia already. Rudely, I haven't even said anything. Yeah, well, you just popped I in here. I quietly snuck in and let you finish your thought. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, we're gonna enjoy a nice little show here uh, with with just Bill and I shooting the shit, and now Do you want we've me to got leave? no. Is that it? No, 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 no. I even no. complimented your glasses earlier. Did you? <laughs> Thank you. I did. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's in the comments. Scroll up. Oh, I. you know what? I realized I was ignoring the comments at first, so I apologize. I was too busy uh, doing other stuff. Um, so, the late guy. Yeah. The Jeff, Jeff Ponder's name on screen. The late cheater. <laughs> that, that late cheater. <laughs> now I'm the late, that late cheater. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, have you been listening in, Jeff, or are you uh, like oblivious to what we're talking about? I listened in to the first about 
five minutes. So okay. no, <laughs> we're just kind of so go ahead and please continue uh, what you were. We're saying. actually in the Minnesota game right between the two shorthanded goals uh, that Hartman was involved in, and we're just talking about the D. Uh, kind of just talking in more detail about the D and uh, taking some comments from uh, the the listeners here. Uh, so basically, I I could have stepped in and just started talking about how bad our defense is, like I do in every show. I mean, and right. it would have fit. It, it it's a right. it's a it's a really really long broken record, uh, right? This season, right? We actually we've been on like a five six minute tangent on um, the the Van Ryan revisiting why he doesn't need to be here anymore. Yeah, so, which we, we do every week. Right. right. It's, yeah, I was gonna say this is this is like favorite, a, this is like retired right, pronger, right? Yeah, retired forty four. Yeah. dead horse. We just love to beat it. Finally worked. Yeah, hey, maybe that's what we just have to do every week. Keep saying it, and it'll happen because that's what happened with Pronger. I mean, and like, plus, every week we used to say, "Why not Bennington?" Right? Look what happened as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody is joking when they want Van Ryan gone. <laughs> no, this is not a joke. No, this is not a joke. <laughs> Houston, this is not a joke. <laughs> or St. Louis this is not a joke. Uh so okay, so. Uh, seemingly, in the blink of an eye later, after Hartman scores, uh, he then steals the puck from Kapanen, feeds Steele on a 2-on-1, who scores to give the uh, Wild a 2-to-1 lead at 11.37 of the, of the first period. Uh, this was the uh, two fastest shorthand goals since Steve uh, Bejin and Blake Wheeler scored 15 seconds apart for the Boston Bruins on April 10, 2010. Harvin became the 13th player since uh, 1933-34 to get two shorthanded points in 20 seconds or less, and the first to do so since Peter Forsberg uh, did it in 11 seconds on December 3rd, 1995 with the Colorado Avalanche. Who remembers Blake Wheeler of the Boston Bruins? I do. I do. I, I remember him scoring a sick goal against the Blues as a Bruin. I remember he, he, it was like... I, I hate to use the phrase uh, uh, stick hailing in a phone booth. Like he didn't move his feet for like five, five seconds with how bad that blues D was back then. And he scored some sick goal on the blues. Uh, Austin Lynch in the YouTube chat uh, says, uh, why not Van Ryan? <laughs> why not? Why not? Uh, and Jay Hughes says, uh, Falk is the best defenseman we have. And then Ken wait, w- is that Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes. Um, Jack Hughes is a Blues fan? I didn't know that. And then uh, Justin Scott says again, I'm a huge Falk guy, and I feel bad for him because he's been taxed this season and has struggled, but he is still a guy I want here. I think Justin Scott and I are like soul brothers with this defense. I think we're like we're like one of the same as far as how we feel about it. So I, I agree. I, I've said before that I think you got to move one of those contracts. If it's Falk, if you can. I will – yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It it might if it happens to be Falk, that does suck. That's the that's, one guy that I want to keep. I don't. But think. if he's the only one you can move, I still think you got to do it. I I don't unless you've got somebody in mind to bring in. That's like, oh my gosh, yes, we need a number one. Uh, I I think that makes our defense worse. Yeah, depending on yeah. depending on how we fix. Other, I mean, there's you take steps after that to. Rectify you take Falk it? Right. out, yes, that, that does make like, your defense Okay, it's work. like, okay, I'll listen to the plan if it involves removing Falk, but you got to bring the heat with whoever you replace him with, right? I mean, you got to bring in somebody fantastic, uh, a number one caliber guy, 
right? I think. I mean, it, you, those guys just don't pop up in right. the summer. I know. So, you I, know. And that's what I'm saying. I know. And that's why I think we're worse because Fox, our best guy, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. Um, At this point, for me, it's about moving money. But I agree with you. No, I, I, I know. I agree. You, if, the, the money if is you a thing. have one guy that you can keep out of the – like if it's like, hey, Falk's willing to wave here. Krug's willing to wave here. Pareko's willing to wave here. I think you look at Krug and Pareko and say, yes, let's exhaust every option and try and get those guys moved before we even talk about moving Falk. Didn't, didn't uh, Dallas spend about $15, 16000000 on goaltending? Like – Five years oh, ago or something. Was, uh, ooh, who was it? Niemi, right? They had a lot yeah. of money in goaltending, and it was yeah. like, and, wow. Uh, oh God, right. it was, uh, Carrie Lettinen was okay. there too. Carrie Lettinen, Yep. Right. They, Dallas has had that crazy thing with goalies, though. They, they spent all that money, and then you know they wind up with what Bishop. Um, it was Bishop. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Braden Holpe. And uh, Jake Ottinger won the job out of the two of them. Like, how does that happen? Well, what about Anton Kidobin leading them to right. the Stanley Cup final? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, my point with this is is that if if the two options are remove Falk uh, and and try and replace him with somebody else, or throw even more money at the defense, if no one waves a no trade clause throw even more money at the defense, and let the offense fend for themselves. I'd I'd be in favor of throwing even more money at the defense. Ugh. I know, I know, it I hurts. know. It does hurt <laughs> it bad. Hurts. But and then and then eventually work on maybe when you can, at some point in the future, moving a defenseman. But I think this offseason, if you can't, you know what? Throw more money at it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You won't get you won't get uh, O'Reilly back if that's I possible. I will say my my issue with it is that yeah you can't do anything else. You you tie up more money in that D. But the problem is if you don't if you can't get any of those guys to to waive or you can't get guys traded because other teams don't want them, that really is your only option if you want to retool on the fly here. You can't. You can't just go into next year with an improved offense, like adding one or two guys offensively and just like, okay, let's give it another try because this defense has proven they can't do it. So you do – you're probably right, but, man, it hurts to add more money. To it that seems defense. so obvious to me that you, 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 you add to the offense and you replace Van Ryn, and then you work on trying to get a no-trade clause moved on defense that isn't Falk, and if you can do that, I think you're good. I think you work on bringing in a better defenseman or making a trade or signing a free agent who's not there's not a lot out there. But whatever. Well, you got to figure that if if Scandell, which we don't know, probably not, but if Scandell is out. done, yeah. well, I'm saying if he maybe if he's done, LCIR. if he's retiring, maybe he's ready to hang him up. Arizona will gladly take that contract. <laughs> well, he'd be on LTIR anyway if he's done, so right. that would help. Um, yeah. or they could buy him out. It's not. It would buyout not be. Is, it would not be a lot to me. To buy buyouts out. more likely. Yeah. Um. Just because it, he is a perfect candidate for a buyout. Mm-hmm. But if there is a way to move him, I think it, you obviously you got to try that route first. I mean, do you predict a buyout with the the amount of the the low amount of buyouts this franchise has had, like almost none, right? Never. So, 
never. <laughs> do you never predict? Do you predict a buyout? Yeah, I'm there won't be a buyout. buyout. Well, it's and that's what he prides himself on. It drives me crazy. It's like, dude, you should have bought out like ten of your. Sites. Well, he he also he also prides himself on uh, uh, no buyout proof contracts either, and it costs us potential. So yep, and it cost us having a league worst defense at a league high price. Yeah, that we still can't move. Yep, it's like it doesn't matter if there's if he wants. You know, he doesn't want to give out the the buyout proof contracts, um, which they don't. He he doesn't buy out contracts anyway, but he doesn't want to give him a no movement clause because he wants options. Well, what fucking options do you have now with this defense? You don't yeah, have any. You're trapped right now. So you're you're trapped uh, either way. We got a couple questions. Divide by zeros asking here: Can you buy Krug out? Chances nah. are someone's picks him up for more than league minimum. Yes. You oh, can. You, you can buy out anybody on this could, roster. But they won't. But the issue is he's got, what, six years left on his deal? Paying him for 12 years, And right? you'd be paying him for 12 years because uh, it's double the amount or double amount of years. You do. Uh, and then it's you do save money. 75% of the contract. Something like that, yeah. Spread out over 12 years. So yeah. you're going to be paying him DPHO money. Uh, almost. Yeah. Almost. And they're not going to do that. No. That's just not. This team doesn't have deep pockets like that, nor I don't think any teams are really going to do that unless it's a Luongo situation. And I think. And I. And I. Uh, I like Krug, but I think we need a new system for him to play in. That's that's where I'm at with Krug. I don't. I'd much rather, instead of trying to move defensemen and blow it all up, I'd love to see a new boss on the defense, a new uh, defensive coordinator. I would love to see that to try yes. and uh, make this defense work together as a team, because I like the talent back there, but man, it's just not working this season at all or last season. Really divide by zero. No, one more question. Doesn't the buyout also lower the cap hit you face? Yes, yeah. it is ha- half the cap hit, right? Well, it's, is it half the cap hit? I thought it was whatever you're paying. Seventy five percent spread over twelve 75%. years. Five percent divided by twelve, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, no, uh, he also by says zero. <laughs> <laughs> divide by zero adds. Uh, he thinks it's four years left on Cruz's contract. That's probably true. Maybe. Um, what did he sign? Did he sign six or seven years when he signed here? I've got it right here. Or I should have it right here. Krug has one. Let's see. This is one, two, three. He has four seasons left after this one. Yes. So that'd be eight years. Yes, that you. That's, it, that's still a long time. I don't see them buying anybody out unless there's like one year left on the contract. Scandell is the only one. Yeah. that I could see them doing. And, even and again, then, I don't think they're going to. I think if they're going to, if if any, if they're ever going to buy out anybody ever, this would be the time right here. There's and if they don't do it here, they'll never do it. That makes yeah. no sense. And I don't, I don't think they will. Man, I, they should. They really should. I, they should have eight years ago, nine years ago, ten years ago, yeah. but they won't. Steve Ott, Yori Laterra. Uh, well, Laterra just Roy. signed his contract, though. He had years left. He had like four years yeah, on it. But, yeah, but good Lord. Yeah, and it was too much. Patrick Berglund. But, uh, yeah. Well, they, but I they, mean, and they re-signed. bad signings. Wait a second. You voted for Berglund. I like, but I like Berglund. I think he was overpaid and gave way too much term, but I still like Berglund. I thought he was a solid player for the Blues. All right. Solid all-time player, huh? All-timer. I had to, the way – I'll explain to the audience later, but I had to pick five left wings for the way that I structured my team. So 
that's the reason Berglund got the nod. If it wasn't for that, that wouldn't have happened. I saw, um, yeah, I was just looking at some of the picks, and I was like, oh, someone picked Berglund. Oh, that was Jeff. That's right. You like Berglund. I forgot. Yeah, but like I said, it, other situation, I'll explain the situation in the summer shows. I'm not making that pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I, and and just like a, as a little uh, uh, foreshadower for the uh, offseason, uh, getting a look at some of the early picks for the Blues all-time team, uh, you know, getting excited about uh, how it's going to pan out. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. It's going to be neat. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we basically already have our lefty sorted. Uh, now I just need to get everybody to rank them. But, yeah. Uh, should be having some polls here coming out on Twitter pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the uh, the Blues did have a good first period in this game against the Wild, a real good first period, except for a, a few seconds of the power play when they gave up two shorthanded goals. Uh, inexcusable. Uh, I, but, you know, it, that's been this season. You know, this season has been inexcusable. Uh, Blues played a sloppy second. Uh, has which the second period has been a problem with the Blues all season. We've never coined the term sloppy seconds before on this show with this team. No, have we? I don't think so. No, huh? That's no. a fail. No. Well, it's not really because you know I I don't want to be in the same boat as Sean Avery, right? Oh yeah, good good reference. <laughs> oh. Uh, that was Fanuff. Yeah, that was Fanuff, right? Yeah. Uh, him and Fanuff? Yep. Avery's such and, a piece uh, of shit. With with Brett Hall as his GM. Mm. That's why yeah. they signed Sean Avery, because Brett Hall wanted him. Yeah. Mm. Brett mm. Hall should I love Brett Hall. He should not be involved in personal decisions on a team. <laughs> the Dallas Stars figured that out very quickly. <laughs> is I love I love Brett Hall uh for what he is and it's a soundbite. You know, uh, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time in the NHL, and he's a great soundbite, and he's entertaining to listen to, but he is not in charge of my hockey team, <laughs> if I'm a professional hockey team. Um, the Blues did mount a comeback in the third period, played well, scoring twice uh, after uh, Minnesota scored twice in the second. Uh, nice goal by Jake Neighbors, cut the wild lead to 4-2, to two, and then another nice goal by Bushnevich, who redirected a shot by Nick Letty at 751. Uh, but Brodeen scored into an empty net at 1807. Uh, once again, the Blues uh, didn't really do anything with the extra attacker. Uh, were scored on fairly soon after pulling Bennington, uh, which is, an, again, another big broken record this season. We should have a show of broken records, uh, things this team has been doing all season they couldn't fix. Um, Bennington did make 25 saves in this game, and uh, this left the Blues with uh, two games remaining in the season tomorrow, Wednesday yeah, that- and Thursday. I know you you kind of glossed over it, but yeah. yeah, that empty net again. Jesus Christ. Well, they did have the puck, though. They pulled the goalie. They had the puck. So they had they possession. They pulled the goalie at the faceoff. I know, which I was like, ah, okay, fine. But, uh, you know, and then, but they won the faceoff and they had possession. I'm like, okay, it, this part of it worked. They got possession. I will- I but will then they never lost understand it. pulling your goalie before the faceoff. You have to have, and the unless un, so well, well five on five. If you're down by a goal with like a minute to go, I get it. Um, but there was like over, there was like two and a half minutes to go. So mm-hmm. I mean, they had time to win the faceoff and then put the goalie, and you know they were down by one. They weren't down by two. 
You know, down by two, okay, I get it. Pull up, pull him earlier. You got to take more risks. I get it. But two and a half minutes, you've got enough time. You don't have to pull him. Two and a half minutes without possession. The Blues were pressuring like crazy. They were. They had awesome pressure, and it was they just were. they're going to score. And yeah. it was I don't know if you guys said the same thing I did when I goalies pulled face off. I'm like, never mind. They're not going to score because Minnesota's going to score. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Like, give them if they have good pressure for that long five on five give them a little bit more time i even say a minute 30 minute 45 maybe then you pull them give them a little bit more time they were playing fine yeah yeah from a strategy perspective that's got to be a thing that changes next year too like i if i'm i'm trying i'm telling the ruby next year you don't pull the fucking goalie until it's under two minutes to go in the game because your team can't manage that yeah puck management yeah, that one, the dump in, and nobody going there, and Brodeen just had a, I mean, yeah, it's a long shot, but I mean, he had all the time in the world to get a good shot down the ice, and just a bad play, bad all around, and kind of sums up the season for the Blues with the with the goalie pulled. It's just frustrating. It, it, I, I'm sitting here just yelling at my TV. Now, not, not, I'm not as passionate as I would be if this game were meaningful. For the Blues, right, right. I mean, I, now it's like, well, you know, I disagree with this, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, as I said last week, for me, it's a matter of okay, this is basically the team going forward. I don't think Baruby's losing his job. No, so let's just see some positive points here and there to say, okay, this is what they're going to build off for next year. When you see the same dumb mistakes being made over and over. It doesn't give you a lot of hope for next season. Well, I mean, I think anybody that would hint that Brube should lose his job or should be on the hot seat, he had just last season 109 points. 109. Right. So, I oh, mean, I, 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 it's, it's a bad season. They're not all going to be winners, unfortunately. Um, but next year, there needs to be improvement in some areas uh, yes. on this team. Because if there aren't, then what are we doing? I'm actually fine with a wholesale fire all the assistants. Like I'm, I I think Steve Ott, from what I can tell, Steve Ott's done a good job. Get rid of McTavish. He hasn't done shit for this team, from what I can see. And definitely Van Ryan needs to go. But if they were like, hey, we're going to do a sweeping change here, all new assistants. Well, sorry, Steve Ott, you're the odd man out. McTavish was relieved of his duties, his penalty kill duties early in the season when they couldn't stop anything. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what he's doing now. He's, I mean, it's it's so hard to get information on assistant coaches because they they'll change responsibilities and you never hear about it. Um, right. So uh, yeah, McTavish. I would be shocked if McTavish is back. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't know what he would what he brings to this team. Uh, let's see. Divide by zero says uh, I would I would not let go of Brube, but I would one hundred percent remove the goaltending coach the defensive coach, and the power play coach. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, all assistants. From what I understand, Bennington's got a good relationship with um, – Bill, help me out. I'm forgetting his name uh, here. Um, Goaltending coach. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on it. Uh, Dave. In my mind, I'm going Jake Allen. I know that's not it. Right. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's two first names, I'm pretty sure. Right, it is. David Alexander. David Alexander. That's yeah. It. From what yeah. I understand, they got a good relationship, and they like Alexander – I don't know. 
Uh, again, if you're going to replace all the other assistant coaches, maybe you go ahead and do that too. But either way, step one, like I said last week, you know, season ends on Thursday, Friday morning. Mike Van Ryan, get out of here. Matt Harris. Get your bags packed. You're leaving. Matt Harris, I'm kind of shocked, says uh, also he just learned about the whiteout in Winnipeg. I've never Whoa. watched hockey with the Jets in the playoffs. Crazy. You didn't watch uh, in 2019? 2019? <laughs> when the yeah. Blues played in the first round? Because uh, that was that, a great that series. Is my, that is my favorite fan base to interact with. They are the best. They're fun. They're not fucking idiots like uh, Colorado. They're not just fucking jackholes like Minnesota. Like, they are fun to interact with. So, yeah, They're prob- I love the, the Jets in the playoffs. And they probably don't take their team for granted because they had a team taken away. Right. So, and they were without a team for a while. So that's, uh, and they got a team back, thankfully. So they're, uh, and they don't have an airport. So. <laughs> they do not have an airport. They do not have an airport. Um, all right. So we are due for a break. Um, we'll talk about uh, Sammy Blay getting nominated for an award, a major award. And uh, the Blues make some roster moves. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about some other stuff. On the other side of this break from our amazing sponsors, you're listening to producer Austin, Jeff Curtin-Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of 
of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio. The longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Uh, Some discussion going on in the uh, YouTube chat um, during the break about Kairou, um, about forwards being defensively responsible or more defensively responsible uh, to help out with the actual defense in the defensive zone, which is a spot-on comment. You know, uh, defense is a team game, uh, especially in today's NHL. Um, this is not the 80s and early 90s where you are you got floaters on uh, on offense who are hanging around the other blue line waiting for passes. Um, so, and I think, you know, there are players, and Kyrie was singled out. He, he needs to develop, and he will uh, – with uh, his own owns own responsibilities, um, I think some people want to give Cairo a complete pass um, and ignore his lack of responsibility in the defensive zone, which is that's bullshit to me. Because in today's NHL, you've got to at least come back and be a decent defender uh, if you want to be a great player. Uh, you can't you can't just be a one dimensional for. I mean, you can you can put up forty goals and be a shit defender, uh, but you're I mean, it's going to hurt the team, so you can't give that a pass. I would even clarify your comment, and and maybe I'm, and I've been somebody who's criticized Kyrie a ton. I wouldn't even say a decent defensive player. I'd say a passable defensive player. Kyrie is not passable as a defensive player. He lollygags back into the zone. He doesn't tie up sticks. He doesn't. He doesn't try to block passing lanes. He's just kind of there. Like it doesn't seem like he understands there. what he has to do. No, and and they but they work on that. They have a structure. They learn this shit with what the coach where they wanted them to be. If they want to be man to man, they want to be zone, whatever it is. And it just seems like he just does not give a shit. And to me, again, you don't have to be decent. You have to be passable. And right now, this season, he's been one of the worst defensive forwards I've seen. And yeah. 15 years? He's bad. I mean, awful. And he's bad, and that and that's why he's getting criticized. Uh, some people, um, you know, they'll, they'll put up his stats and say he's he might score 40 goals this season. Yeah, he might. But, I mean, look at the team. I mean, they're not good defensively, and he's a part of the reason why. So that needs to be fixed. And if you're going to be an elite player in the NHL – You've you've got to be responsible in your own zone. You have to. So, yeah. And Bill's Bill's having Bill's dog, have some issues. Doggy barking issues. That's all right. It happens. Yeah. Um. So actually, uh, I I with Bill showing off his shirt last week, I should show mine. I just realized I'm wearing it actually. Oh yeah, Joseph Very and nice. Day. It's the fight shirt. Here comes Shovel Day. Very He'll be nice. thrown out of the game. I, I told the guy that's the, STL comes through again. That's right. I told the guy that's one thing that's missing from the shirt. On the back of it, it should say, Here comes Shovel Day. I'm like, that would really add to it. But yeah, I mean, this is a right. fucking beautiful shirt, though. 
Dennis Gearhart says in the YouTube says in the Facebook chat, uh, what do the Blues need to get back to the way they were back in 2019? Man, that's a whole show. Um, it's kind of what we've talked about a little bit today, though. It's like it's a it's a complete defensive reset, uh, you know, for how they're scheming things. It's, they're they're the defensemen are not defensively responsible. They we've talked about this before. They they leave coverage to to go to areas where there is no coverage, and the person they left in coverage scores. That has happened a lot. That pisses me off to no end because you're, you're, you've got it covered and you leave that and they score three seconds later. Um, yeah, we, we talked about that in the, I believe it was the game that we all went to, yeah. uh, Bill, yes. right? I, I, Kurt, you weren't uh, you weren't on the show yet that week. We talked about it, but there was a play, I think it was Scandella, that he had the guy covered in front, even cross-checked him, but then was like, oh, I need to make sure he doesn't pass back to the point and like switched his angle and that left a guy wide open in front of the net. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing, man? You had your guy. It's and, and and to me, that kind of thing is not even something that should be taught. That's just common sense. Um, and I don't know if that needs to be hammered home. It's like, hey guys, let's have a common sense one hundred and one hockey one hundred and one class for defensemen because a defensive play because. We don't have it. Um, it's just good. There are good hockey players. Pareko is a good hockey player. Falk is a good hockey player. Krug is a good hockey player. They're not playing good hockey this season. No. And and no. you and it's it, it's 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 brain farts. It seems like it's it's mental mistakes. It's systematic mistakes. Um, it's a whole bunch of stuff. And it's it's the forwards. The forwards are not doing their part for the most part. Coming back. Um, and your highlight your your marquee guys. You know your Kairos. Yeah, I think Thomas has gotten a little better, maybe, uh, but he was bad uh, for a while too. Um, Thomas and Kairo, they got to be better. They got to be. Yeah. And and really, I mean, if if we're looking at the makeup of this team next year, I'm not expecting to bring in you know a whole lot uh, in by the way of free agents. Um, everybody's been happy with Thomas or uh, Thomas with Jakob uh, Rana so far. He he is going to be a bigger defensive liability next year if we're trying to buckle down and play a Bruby style, you know, defense first philosophy. Verona is going to be a guy that quickly gets turned on because he's he's a defensive liability. Um, he works great this year when we don't really care and they're not emphasizing that. But next year, it's, it's I think it's going to be worse. And this, you know, when you we were talking about Kyrou, what the point I was going to make is I think this is kind of an off season where he needs to go and work with a defensive specialist to work on that end of his game. This is you know, Where's going back to Conroy when you need him. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's is he still assistant GM in Calgary? He's, he's, yeah, I think that's right. Actually, yeah, we'll see. Maybe so. he gets promoted this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Calgary's, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think we'll, we'll see uh general Sutto go back to the farm for a couple of years after this year. So, yeah. um, there's going to be some regime change there. Um, maybe Ock gets the job there too. Um, the head coaching gig, but I think, I think this is an off season that, um, Kairu's really got to dig in and, and work to change that end of his game. I mean, we, 
this year. You know, we hoped that he would grow after watching, you know, that uh, that series against Colorado and him uh, getting blown by, um, you know, that, oh that God. insane goal that McKinnon scored. It makes right? sense now, though, doesn't it? I mean, after seeing him even more struggled defensively this season, you look back on that play where McDavid blew by him and he, like, just was coasting uh, yeah. and gave half-assed effort to uh, – that that makes sense now because, like, oh, oh, yeah, that's how he is. <laughs> that's how yeah. he plays. Right. Even in the playoffs, which is like, what? If you're not going to bust your ass in the playoffs, was that overtime? That was overtime. No. Was it? No. Late in no, the period. It was not overtime. It was late in the third. It was late in the third. It was late in the third, and yes. luckily the Blues were able to come back and tie it. Yes. But, but still. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to remember who tied it. Because it was, uh, it was uh, Bozak in overtime. Yeah. I want to say it was a defenseman who tied yeah, it. Yeah, it was a scramble playing in front. It doesn't matter. But either way, yeah, that. That one, and again, I know I brought this up a million times on the show. They showed a stat, I remember, in game, I guess that would have been game five? Yeah, game five. Fastest players in this series. And the four of the top five were Avalanche players. The only blue on there, not Jordan Cairo, Ryan O-fucking-Riley, yeah. who is not fast. <laughs> and I'm like, that just goes to show the dude is busting his ass. And that's another reason... I'd love to see Ryan O'Reilly come back is because maybe they say, hey, Ryan, you're coming back. We're not going to use you as a 1C anymore. Help us teach some of these kids how to play a two-way game. That, that That's that's a hope and dream right now. <laughs> love to see it. Uh, Sammy Blay was nominated for the Masterton Trophy. Uh, the award is given annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities and perseverance, the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Um, which is a the definition of this trophy uh, is very vague, uh, but that is like all kinds of people. Uh, since the trade, Blay has uh, set a new season career high with nine goals in just twenty nine games. Uh, could have had his tenth. Uh, but he had it taken away. It was offsides, right? This, uh, this, this goal called back? Yes. Yeah, a yeah. nice goal called back. Bummer. Yes. He's got two games to yep. get that. That's that's what I said. I want I wanted to oh. see uh, wanted to see Torpchenko get 10. I wanted to see Blake get 10. Yep. And uh, Cairo get 40. And I, I have a better <laughs> chance at, uh, at uh, Blake with 10. I think so. He has also added 11 assists with St. Louis. Only two Blues have won the Masterton Trophy. Since it was first awarded following the 67-68 season, those two were Jamie McLennan in 98 and Blake Friend Dunlop. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And uh, part of the intro in uh, many of the um, podcast intros. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blake Dunlop in 1981. Yep. So good luck uh, to Mr. I don't. I don't think he'll win it. He'll win it. No. It's, it's always a bigger name. I mean, sure. last year, I remember we all – you get well, you both said it was definitely going to be Tarasenko, and I'm like – no, it's going to be Carey Price just because he's a bigger name. That was bullshit. Even though Price played, what, one game, so two games? So fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be year. him. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit like I call bullshit when Blake beat out Pronger for the Norris Trophy back in the day. Yeah. No, I, or I would when, say. Or uh, when Lidstrom beat out McInnes that one year. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I would say that uh, Sammy Blay has uh, less of a chance of winning than if Shea Weber showed up, you know, way out of shape and played the last game for the Canadians this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Blues do assign uh, Sam Rukov, uh, Zarenko uh, to Springfield. Uh, Sam Rukov, the notorious defenseman the Blues acquired in the Clem Costin trade to Edmonton, played in two games, didn't register a point, it was a minus one with two uh, penalty minutes, two penalties in minutes. Uh, one shot on goal, two block shots, and fourteen fifty three in average time on ice. I thought he was fine. Uh, I was so I've been calling for it all year. Call this kid up because all I've been seeing is Springfield, and we're going to talk to friend of the show Vanessa Graff of uh, actually the first summer series show about how the Springfield Thunderbirds have looked. Uh, certain players there, and uh, all I've heard all or all season from her from others. Um, he has looked great, and I'm like, please call this kid up. Give him another NHL shot. You can't let that be his only NHL game. <laughs> so I, I was happy to see him get called up, and he played fine. He was. I, yeah. We talked about it with Matt Kessel last week. Unnoticeable, which is exactly with, what you want out of a defenseman. Yeah, for a guy, for a guy, especially for a guy that had the uh, inauspicious debut, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, he was very noticeable. <laughs> That yes, game he was. against the Blues. Um, and uh, Zrenko did not get into a game while he was up here. Uh, I'm not really sure why he didn't play. Why not? Yeah, yeah we said why, it last week. Why, why not play, why play him? It, uh, Just see what you got cares? him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see him eventually at some point, maybe. Uh, uh, Tucker, Hofer, and McGing were recalled from Springfield on the uh, 10th of April. Uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds don't play again until the 14th. The Blues season ends on the 13th, so and the AHL season ends on April 17th. So uh, Grice has been listed as out for the remainder of the season, so Hofer will back up Bennington in the final two games. Probably get the start on Wednesday, I'm assuming, in Dallas. Uh, so they'll likely finish the season here. Those players will then head back to Springfield to finish the season and then begin playoffs with the Thunderbirds, who are now, I think, uh, they're currently in third place. They clinched the playoff spot, but they're... Uh, I think they're in third right now, 80 points. Um, so, yeah, good luck to them in the playoffs. Would love to see them get some uh, some some back into the Calder Cup final and maybe win this year. That'd be great. Yeah, they came so close last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, next up. Stupid Josh Levo. It was his fault. Josh Levo. He was with the Chicago Wolves, and they won, and he was MVP. So it wasn't for him. Damn Josh Levo. Uh, next up for the Blues, Wednesday uh, versus Dallas at 6.30 p.m. It's on TNT, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no more games are on uh, Bally's. So. Uh, and Thursday at Dallas at 7 p.m., I assume, is also on TNT. I didn't look at the TV schedule for that one. Ooh, but that's probably ESPN. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably ESPN. Yeah. Okay, it's not, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not Bally's. So. Uh, I will be at the game tomorrow night. So if uh, Wednesday night, not Thursday in Dallas. Um, so yeah, I will be, uh, I will be there Wednesday. So, uh, anyone listening last game of the season, let me know if you're there. Love to meet up with you. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. We got the, uh, Calgary flames were eliminated from the playoff contention. Uh, were I, I wanted to say were eliminated from the playoff contentions, uh, Monday night. <laughs> Just sounds cool. Um, that needs to be a thing. Uh, defeated by the Predators in the uh, shootout, uh, Predators playoff hopes were... Uh, did you watch actual... that game? I did not. I did not. Oh, 
I mean, literally, it came down to a shoot, which it sucked that it came down to a shootout for me. Like, it went to overtime, and it was like, this is going to be the best damn overtime ever. I mean, playoff hopes on the line here, pretty much for the Predators, too. Like, loser basically go home, and then it had to go to a damn shootout. Wasn't as exciting. Still, though, very exciting game. Yeah, they're, let's see, Nashville technically still alive. They are, I'm looking at the standings now. They are three points behind Winnipeg for the second wildcard spot. They both have two games remaining. Mm. So they, Winnipeg it's, it's settled. Oh, is it? Winnipeg yeah. Winnipeg beat uh, Minnesota tonight. Okay. It's yep. settled. There you go. I got so, yeah, Their sure. hopes are over. But as of last night, that was exciting to see them pull that out and still have their hopes alive. Okay. Oh, yeah. They just updated the site. So or, I just refreshed, and it showed the update. So, yep. Seattle and Winnipeg uh, got the wildcard spots. Wow, this is the first time, with the exception of the COVID year, that uh, the two wild card spots in the West were split between the divisions. Every yeah. other year, it's gone yeah. to the Central. Yep, Central's been so dominant. Yeah, but this year, rough we year, suck. rough, rough, weird year for the Central Division this year. Yeah, I mean, two hundred four point team. Well, three hundred. Uh, we got one hundred four, hundred four, hundred two uh, making the playoffs. So. Yeah, but did you guess it was going to be Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg? Yeah. You mean Colorado, Dallas, did, Minnesota? Actually, I think you're right, Bill. I think you did. Dallas, right. Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, not Winnipeg. Colorado. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, still uh, Winnipeg making the the wild card. Colorado, Colorado, and Dallas. Yeah, Minnesota. No, I didn't see them doing that. Right, and and I was I was pretty high on uh, on Dallas because they hired DeBoer. DeBoer always gets the team to the Stanley Cup final in his first year. Yep. So good luck <laughs> next they, year, Dallas. And they miss the playoffs next year. So, uh, let's see. Uh, don't forget that in this game, Zach Sanford scored. Scored for the Predators. I. I don't know if you noticed in the outline, I put that in there and I put it in really small text. I saw that. I saw that and I thought that was a mistake, so I made it bigger. <laughs> no, I did that on purpose. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> this is not important. You could have put it in pink font. Nice. That would have been good. Pink, light pink font. Uh, there you go. And there it see, is. Austin's Austin doing it. Austin is doing it. Yeah. He's, uh, That's what a producer's for. Right why, there. why is it underlined, Austin? I don't like that. Uh, it looks like, a, looks like a link then. I don't like that. Right, it's he's hyper. It, he's rickrolling us. Don't click on it. Oh, <laughs> I get that it. That would be great. Funny. Uh, Quinnipiac beats the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers and come from behind fashion to win the men's NCAA hockey championship uh, and win their first ever NCAA hockey championship. So, uh, Jeff, did you watch uh, any of this game? Uh, I did not watch it live, but I did watch the end. I did too. Um, holy yeah. hell! Uh, heartbreak. For the yeah. state of Minnesota and Blues prospect uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, who had a golden chance to put the Golden Gophers up three to one late in the game on a two on one, mm. puck seemed to roll on him when he shot it, and he pulls it high and wide. wasn't really close. The goalie was down. He had a hole net to shoot at, and uh, oh, um, and then Quinnipiac uh, forward Colin Graff scored with three forty seven remaining. In regulation, partly due to a high-sticking call on Logan Cooley that put, which did you see that little skirmish? That was stupid. Cooley lost. Yeah, his, Cooley lost his cool. Um, yeah. and took not a pen- so Cooley. No, took a penalty. <laughs> um, that uh, 
really, you could have gave both guys a penalty there, but you only gave one to Cooley. That was a ballsy call to not give yeah. uh, two guys the penalty. Uh, that late in the game, give it. You got to send them both. Off. Yeah, I know, right? But anyway, uh, uh, graph score with the goalie pulled, which another ballsy move, right? He pulls the goalie uh, yeah. with a chunk of time left. I mean, they 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 had a, a, a was it? They pulled the goalie with over four minutes to go. Uh, Coach Barubi was on the line and was like, <laughs> hey, uh, you guys probably want to pull your goalie right now. Uh, do they have possession? Wait till they get possession, then pull the goalie. After uh, Logan Cooley had left the penalty box, and the penalty was over, uh, but he couldn't get back into the play in time, and they scored. Uh, Jacob Quillen scored uh, on a backdoor uh, Oh, in, in overtime. So in overtime, Jacob, Jacob Quillen scored on a backdoor 2-1 pass only 10 seconds into overtime. And for some reason, Minnesota chose not to start their best offensive players in the overtime, which was weird. Yeah. No Snuggerud, no Cooley, no. Then uh, they just and ten seconds in, boom, done. Wow. Yep. Crazy. I mean, and, it was a weird game. Yeah, and exciting, hell, exciting because Quinnipiac, they dom. If you only watch the third period, they dominated this game. Fourteen shots yeah. to two in the third period. They came at Minnesota hard, and uh, finally scored on a kind of a soft goal. Uh, kind of a through the legs uh, shot from an angle, and yeah, I was telling Bill before the before the show that it looked like he maybe the goalie thought he was gonna like throw it in front to pass, and he kind of was getting ready to slide across, and the five hole opened up, and it and the shot went on net, and it went through his fi- oh, five hole. Oh, Oof. tell you what, those those college hockey Frozen Four games are some of the best hockey oh you'll God. see. Kids are just skating their asses off the whole game, it, and it's good hockey too. I mean, it's not just yep. it's not just guys working hard. It is good hockey. Yeah, it is. Good uh, systems in place. Yeah, uh, and kids that care. You know, they're not getting paid mm-hmm. money. They they just want to yep. win. I mean, yep. and uh, the Minnesota players, some of them were crying on the ice afterwards. They, I mean, they wanted it. Um, they thought they had it. They that did. makes it so much harder. That's what their when head you're coach three one. Yeah. Oh, you think you have it? Or two one. But their head coach. Their head coach said, uh, yeah, he goes, we had it. We had the game, and they took a penalty. And they could say they had the game. They did. They had a lead in the third period, but they were outplayed badly. And yeah. they're lucky they weren't the – the game wasn't tied, you know, halfway through the third period. Um, it just – I mean, it just it's heartbreaking to, to have it have tied to up wonder, that though, late in the third it, period. If it did tie up halfway through, if that would have woke them up. Maybe. Right. You know. Maybe. You never know. That's true. All right. Giving up the goal at the wrong part of the period. Yep. It just sucks as a if you're a Minnesota fan to lose the game right at the beginning of overtime with your best players on the bench. Yep. You know? That made no sense. That's rough. I think that because we've kind of every now and then we see that. We'll see, okay, let's not go best on best. Let's put, you know, our second, third line out. Or defensive line, whatever. Or defensive yeah. line. I've seen a couple uh, teams start two defensemen with one forward um, in the NHL. So I get that to a certain extent. Like, let them have their big guys have their chance early. Then we'll throw our guys out there and dominate. And well, But the problem with that is <laughs> you're playing the best players on yeah. the other team. They can score pretty quick. Minnesota was the number one seed, so weren't they home team? I didn't even pay attention. Uh, and wouldn't they have had last change? So they would have seen who they were starting, Quinnipiac was starting, and they could have matched. 
you know. Yeah, but they, you know they're starting their best players. You don't have to look at that. Well, I, well Minnesota didn't. <laughs> so, I mean. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah. I Very mean, odd decision to me. Yeah. I, I mean, still. I mean, you've you had a two. They had two nothing lead, and they lost it. So, um, and this is uh, twenty years now, uh, uh, twenty years without a championship for uh, Minnesota, which is a long time for them. And the Gophers were twenty two and zero when leading after two periods of season, and they had a uh, two to nothing lead. Uh, two nothing and going to the third was a two to one. Two nothing. Going into the third, I believe there was it two to one. They up two to one. Maybe it was two to one. I think you're right. Yeah, and what I realize now is when you asked for a, a funny soundbite, a funny movie quote at the beginning, um, it should we, we went with the, with the wrong Coen Brothers movie. We should have gone with one of the Gophers references from Fargo. Oh, yeah, that been perfect. There you go. What you watching, <laughs> Gophers? What did you uh, What did you go with tonight? Uh, do not seek the treasure. Do not. Seek the treasure. Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. I think I got it. What is it? Tell me. No, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have it. Oh, brother. Oh, brother right oh damn. <laughs> we, thought, we thought you was a toad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. Ah, everything <laughs> in that universe is great. Coen uh, Brothers are brilliant. Uh, Matt Harris says, where's Sanford's statue in St. Louis? Ken Morris says, Sanford's statue is in the men's washroom urinal at the local 7-Eleven. <laughs> we have a couple of those. Which one? I'd like to go visit it and possibly pee on it. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, for you, see, you missed, I think you missed an opportunity. Well, urinal, pee, I get it. But I was like, uh, triumph the impulse, insult dog uh, for me for you to poop on. For me to poop on? Yeah. Oh, and uh, Connor Bedard's uh, WHL career came to an end Monday night. You don't think he's going to? Okay. Uh, with a, a Game 7 <laughs> loss to uh, Saskatoon, uh, finished uh, the 2022-23 uh, season with 71 goals, 72 assists, 143 points in 57 games, uh, 10 goals, 10 assists, and 7 playoff games. Bedard's WHL career uh, ends with 291 points in 134 games. So, pretty, pretty good. We, t- we talked to, uh, before the show, uh, well, earlier in the show, about uh, you know the Blues' chances with the lottery, since they're a lock to be in the lottery now, uh, the draft lottery. Uh, and it's like a 3% chance right now. How amazing would it be if, that, if our lottery ball hit and we got the number one pick? Uh, I mean, we're, how, we're celebrating that how, night, right? I, I mean, I told Bill, I'm like, I mean, it's not cup celebrate level, but it's not that far off. It's you're like really excited and happy. For for me, the cup was like an all summer long sure uh, celebration. For this, it's like, hey, hey boss, I'm not coming into work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna be up all night, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be happy all summer thinking about it. Yep. So exactly. I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's not something you want to get your hopes up for because three percent, you know, not gonna happen. But you never know. People win the lottery every day, millions of uh, millions to one odds. So um, it it we'll would see. be a celebration in St. Louis. It would be the top story here, um, even with all the other teams playing right now. Oh, it would be insane. <laughs> it I'd would, and do, and it would 
piss off Chicago fans so much because yeah, they're well. right there in it. You know, they're, they, they may finish last overall and uh, have the best Hell, shot at him. Detroit fans will be pissed. Fuck Detroit fans. They've we've given would, them enough. But I'm saying but I'm saying I would love to see Chicago and Detroit fans pissed off about that. Yeah. A little uh well Detroit uh I mean they're why Detroit? Because I hate Detroit. Oh I don't know, but why would they be pissed at us? Just because we got the first pick? Yeah, I and thought they didn't. Well I know, but they're they're not, but their odds are going to be just as oh, bad, right? Or okay, not worse than I, ours. Okay, I I was I was going with the approach that uh, Chicago thinks it's almost in the bag, and we, right. we take the rug out from underneath them, kind of a thing. I mean, at the end of the day, Columbus is the one that's going to have the best chance, but we'll which, we'll I mean, see. Bedard and Gaudreau, we'll, we'll that see. would be kind of sick. Uh, Columbus has one more game, a game in hand on Chicago, and they're one point behind them. So we'll see. Oh, if I'm if I'm Columbus, I'm sitting everybody. <laughs> you, I mean, you really should. You hey, really hey should. guys, we're uh, we're dressing ten players today. <laughs> How awful! I, that's like one of the worst. I mean, let's be honest. This is one of the worst places for Bedard to go. Be Columbus. That'd be bad. I, I don't care if if Goudreau, Goudreau. For, NHL for NHL coverage, yes. But I would love to see Columbus come into that division in a couple of years and just wipe the floor with some of those teams that I do not like. Yeah, but then Columbus could be the team you don't like because <laughs> they're they're not that That's far fine. away. They, they I want a, a new rival. one. I, I want uh, a new. There are rivals. I want a new team to hate. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else to discuss, fellers? Uh, Jeff, you came in late. Anything you wanted to say? Any announcements? Uh, not really. No. I mean, uh, I guess my I'll do my beer at the show was oh, a yeah. big wave. Big wave. From Kona. Classic. Love this stuff. Um, yeah, I turned my brother onto this. He actually never had it uh, until the game I took. Well, he took me to a, one of the Blues games earlier in the year, and I took him to the bar by his seats, and I'm like, oh, you got to try a big wave, and now that's the only beer he drinks. I love it. Um, anyway, uh, no, I uh, I got nothing to add. I mean, we got summer shows starting up uh, in, what, two weeks now? Uh, like I said, we're kicking it off with an interview with Vanessa Graff uh, to talk about the Springfield Thunderbirds. I was going to get Amanda Levier to come on the second week before we started our all-time team shows, uh, but unfortunately, she bumped me because she's going to Europe. And I was like, some fucking guest you are bumping me for Europe. She can't do the show from Europe? No, what a jerk, right? Uh, I mean, she doesn't have the right adapter. (laughs) Right, (laughs) that's what it is. Her prongs are facing the wrong way on the plugs. Right, right. Uh, but no, we will have another guest that second week. Uh, we just need a, a little thanks, Blues, for shortening, actually, I guess for lengthening the summer for us. Uh, I, we are not fully ready for the all-time team talk yet, so that'll be uh, probably about mid-May we'll be starting that. So either way, summer shows do kick off, so we got our season recap show we'll do next week. After that, we start our summer shows. We'll have some interviews to start. Then we'll get into the all-time team stuff. Plus, I would imagine we haven't talked about it. I would think the three of us will be back after the announcement of the uh, the draft lottery. So I don't know if you guys want to do that. Should do a show that week, but depending on where the Blues land, could be a fun one to do. Yeah, yeah I think we can depending on where the Blues yeah. land. Right. Yeah. Um, Matt Harris said, "Did y'all bring up the Horvat comments about Vancouver? Hilarious." 
In a post-game interview after a 4-0 home game win against the Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Islanders center was asked about the excitement from fans during the team's playoff push. Uh, it's been unbelievable. It's a lot better than Vancouver. I can tell you that for free. Horvat responded. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's like, you know what? I yeah, I love that stuff. Give me, give me all the drama and all the uh, the uh, uh, players trash talking other teams' fans. Love it. Did love I see it. that he walked it back a bit though? Oh, I'm sure he did. I don't know. I, I think not. he. I think he said it was. It, it wasn't exactly what he meant. Blah blah blah. Well, how do you not? How do you Man, mean that some other way? It. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. I could be wrong on that. Maybe he went into detail why it was better than Vancouver, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I understand." Either way, sounds funny. Oh, he did. He apologized uh, for his comment about Vancouver hmm. because oh. he didn't say it as Vancouver. Hey, Vancouver. Yes. He clarifies too. He says. Uh, the comment went viral because I didn't mean any disrespect of the fans of Vancouver, the teammates, or city of Vancouver at all. Horvath said after the team's morning skate before facing the Washington Capitals, it wasn't directed at them at all. Uh, Islanders, Islanders fans were all excited, and I was excited to be in a playoff push, and it was just kind of one of those things where my emotions got the best of me, and I was just really happy to be there. So he was just uh, so he caught got caught saying something like genuine. Right before thinking about it, that's what he's. That's essentially what he's saying. He was caught up on the moment, was genuine and emotional, and <laughs> realized later, oh, that probably pissed people off. Better apologize. Uh, I get that a little bit, but yeah, I mean, come on, man, stick to your guns. Yeah, just <laughs> just be like, <laughs> hey, this is fucking New York, man. We're having a blast here. Obviously, there's some kind of resentment there with him in Vancouver because to say, or maybe he, I don't know, maybe he thought. I can see telling that to someone in private and joking and laughing. Totally. But yeah, not to a reporter. <laughs> right. You talk to a reporter. Well, he, like, you got to figure the only time he saw playoffs was in the bubble. So yeah. maybe his comments was more like, I yeah, it's better than Vancouver because I've never witnessed this before. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to cover for the guy, but does, maybe that is really all he meant. And in the moment, you're just not thinking of the right way to say things. Does anybody else like really like have to stop yourself from calling him Ho Borvat? Every time I, I, I see now. his name, every time I think of his name, I think Ho Borvat. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, you just ruined me. It was like earlier today in a work meeting when I said, man, you know what? I've had this song stuck in my head all day. Uh, you guys know Summertime by Will Smith? Oh, I, and, I've always hated that song. And they were all like, great, now it's going to be stuck in our heads. And yeah, later I got a message from a, from a coworker that was like, yeah, I've had to listen to it like three times because I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> uh, Austin, hey. Yes. What's up? There's you and your, your bad microphone, your bad camera, was- and your... I was going to say, I think he's got one of those blur faces like he doesn't want to be seen. Yep, yep. Witness protection. That's what he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even help. I tried. Just put a thumb over your face, over the camera. <laughs> Can't see. Right there. What's up, guys? Yeah. We don't want anybody to know that he's in uh, Tony <laughs> Gwynn Island. I thought it was Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. Not not, uh, not the good one. Uh <clears throat> Missouri. <laughs> I don't like. I swear, I swear that the cartel's gonna roll up on him 
just like in No Country for Old Men, because I'm pretty sure that's where he's at. Oh, that's a good. I haven't seen that movie in ten years, twelve years, whatever it's been. Oh, it's a good movie. Coen Brothers meet Cormac McCarthy. Mm. What a great combo. Mm. <laughs> uh, you uh, have any uh, parting words, Austin, before we close the show? Anything you want to say? How's uh, what? What are your plans for tomorrow down in uh, wherever you are? <laughs> uh, you don't I even know. To, I think we're going to the SpaceX uh, facility to go get that rocket. Okay. So they're uh, getting all set up to launch. I think they're launching it next week. I think I heard. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. All right. I don't know what else we're doing. We're kind of playing it by ear. Okay. You gonna pull a SpongeBob and like sneak your way on there and then fly up to the moon? Yep. Awesome. And Very you're going cool. to steal the moon, right? Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also the Las Vegas one. <laughs> <laughs> also Vegas. <laughs> Great movie. All right. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is well. Uh, before we close, I can uh, so next show we'll uh, probably kind of recap the season uh, and uh, we can uh, do a little transition show to uh, summer series. Sound good? Yep. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, right. probably next Wednesday, I would guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll kind of yeah we'll do our our show in morning and uh, uh, what we expect on the Blues this off season, which we. Kind of covered as the season went on, but you know, we'll we'll do it. More yeah, I would deal. say probably our last live show for well, it might only be like two weeks because, like I said, we might have that draft lottery show. Yeah, draft tune lottery in next week. It'll be fun. Draft lottery show, or who knows? Maybe if something amazing happens in the playoffs, we'll want to come on and talk for a half an hour about something if we're all available. I don't know. Whatever, we'll see. Ryan O'Reilly winning the Stanley Cup. Well, or uh, well, or or something, <laughs> something with a former blue. I don't know. Yep. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That is rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mark Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs at strikewithmike.com. And by Center Eyes Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Eyes Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 32 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For the suddenly with us, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, and producer Austin, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Cardinals won tonight. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Score a goal, City. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues.
Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.